Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends in sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place to find some great things in the sports break for sports history for July 17th. And we're going to talk about some exciting players and some great uniform numbers that they wore. Numbers we're going to talk about today are 3, 5, 45, and 20. July 17, 1900, it was the start of a great era on the mound for the New York Giants, even though it may not have felt like it on this day. Rookie hurler Christy Mathewson began his career on that day, but lost the game to the Brooklyn Supervas. Mathewson would enjoy the better part of 16 seasons in New York, winning 373 games and holding a career ERA of 2.13. That's some pretty good pitching over a career. So July 17th, 1902. This is going to sort of tie into Christy Mathewson we just talked about from 1900. The Baltimore Orioles forfeited a game to the St. Louis Browns for having only five players available to play the game. They then forfeited their franchise back to the American League. Now apparently, this was the final dominoes to fall in a wild transaction. John Mahan the Orioles owner at the beginning of the 1902 season sold his interest in the Orioles to Andrew Friedman, principal owner of the Giants, and John T. Brush, principal owner of the Cincinnati Reds, also of the National League. Well, these fellas had some ulterior motives in the purchase of the franchise that was in dire financial straits because of some bad business decisions that happened prior to that uh, was the signing of some some big name players it all started when Mahan and his then manager John McGraw feuded making McGraw resign and take a position with the New York Giants see our July 16th post they'll fill you in there because that's when McGraw took the job with the New York Giants now the transaction of the buyout was reported to have been in the range of $20,000 by Friedman and Brush to Mahan now, uh, that's about $626,000 in current item, in current money. Now, that day, Friedman and Brush released Joe Kelly, Joe McGinnity, Roger Breshahan, Jack Cronin, Cy Seymour, and Dan McGann from their Oriole contracts. Brush quickly signed Kelly and Seymour to the Reds, while Friedman signed McGinnity, Breshahan, Cronin, and McGann, joining McGraw, his new player manager on the Giants. This initial version of the Orioles franchise in utter shambles, you know, they had to close the doors, they had no players left. Well, the next year they moved to New York in 1903 when Frank Farrell and Bill Devery purchased the franchise rights to the defunct team and rebranded them as the New York Highlanders. And they, of course, the Highlanders eventually became the New York Yankees. There you go. July 17, 1922, Ty Cobb clobbered five hits in a single game for the fourth time in a one-year period. Had a hot bat that year. His at-bats that day against the Boston Red Sox included a home run, a double, and three RBIs. Not a bad day at all for the Georgia Peach. July 17, 1924, St. Louis Cardinals ace Jesse Haynes no-hit the Boston Braves lineup in a 5-0 blanking. 
July 17, 1925, Tris Speaker became the fifth Major League Baseball player to reach the 3,000-hit milestone. Speaker, who was playing for the Cleveland Indians, then led the American League with a 4.79 on-base percentage for that season of 1925. July 7, 1934, the New York Yankees number three, Babe Ruth, drew his 2,000th base on balls at the Cleveland Indians. Now, the great Bambino walked a grand total of 2,062 times in his 22-year career. Do the math on that. Nobody wanted to pitch to him. Now, July 17, 1941, New York Yankees number five, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak that we talked about just a few days ago. It ended in Cleveland as the Indians kept him off the base pass at least through hits. Now, if you remember, we talked on July 16th, another mention back there where DiMaggio had uh, three hits against the Indians that prior day. Well, they shut him down on the July 17th. He must have had a tired bat from all that swinging the day before. And July 17th, 1974, Bob Gibson, number 45 for the St. Louis Cardinals, became just the second pitcher to strike out 3,000 batters when he sat down Cesar Geronimo, number 20 of the Cincinnati Reds, to reach the MLB milestone of 3,000 strikes, strikeouts. So amazing uh, history that's happened on July 17th, all in the baseball world that we discussed today. And if you're hungry for some more sports history, well, you can go over to the sportshistorynetwork.com and there are uh, 27 different podcasts there that are just providing some great history uh, for you to look back at those uh, sports of yesteryear and have some great memories there. Also, if you're looking for football only, go to pigskindispatch.com. That's our sister uh, podcast and website. And we have different, uh, a couple different stories on football every single day uh, coming out with a brand new one every day and a, a brand new podcast, 365 days a year, just like this podcast, this Sports Jersey Dispatch, and our home site of jerseydispatch.com podcasting every single day to bring you these sports breaks and more uh, some great sports history affected by the uniforms. Till tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout and he's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians 
You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.